Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Um, coming to you from a rainy Southern California where the humidity made it feel gross. Yeah, it kind of did. Florida, I don't understand how you do it. <sighs> I mean, we both used to live in the Northeast. I mean, this is what summer was like spring yes but it's january i know but we live in i don't California. want humidity in january i know it's weird it's rarely humid out here it's true it's rarely humid out here <sighs> guys how's the weather where you are let us let know us in the comments. comments oh <laughs> we did it jinx jinxies <sighs> oh boy it's gonna rain again well, tomorrow yeah, I'm excited about that, you know, because uh, I like rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I was like, ooh, I'll golf. And I'm like, no, I can't golf yet. My script's not done. Yeah, so that's, I like rain. That's the deal Matt made. With himself. With himself and me. No, not with you. Yes, with me. No, with myself. What? So I'm going to golf while you're gone. Every day you're on. Okay, that's crazy. Right? Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be very weird if you did that. I wouldn't that. have time to do it anyway, because I have to get Henry to school, mm-hmm. you know? I can't do any morning golf anymore. For for two days. <laughs> and while I haven't finished my script. Yeah, and while you haven't finished your script. So, there you go. Mm. <sighs> well... <laughs> truly exciting what have we been up to this week well we went to disneyland today we did we had a reservation thanks to the reservation system of disneyland park uh we used our annual pass again Mm -hmm. and it's almost been one year to the day I mean, it'll be in a couple of weeks. It'll be one year. Yeah. How do you feel like we did with the annual passes this year? Um, I think we. I mean, we. I think we definitely broke even. That's in terms of the cost. Hear. Yeah. I mean, um, think about what it saves parking every time we go too. You know. Would I have wanted to go to Disneyland as many times as we went if we didn't have the pass? Probably not. No, no one would want to do that. Wait a second. It's a catch-22. That's what you're saying? Uh, Kind of. Oh, man. So then we go and we spend money and they get what they want. Although I do feel like every time we go, we spend less and less money because we never buy souvenirs anymore. We never buy, like, stuff. I don't know that we ever ever did. I feel like, like... We weren't weren't big souvenir people. Mm. Says the guy who collects everything. Yeah. Mm, Okay. Um, but now we just like have lunch and come home. <laughs> Henry has his hot dog from Cafe Daisy. Yes. And we come home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great in the sense that we only spend, you know, half a day at at, at most. Really, it's, I mean, today was a long one because we got in there at 930. Yeah. We were there for three and a half hours. Yeah. That was a long one. <laughs> I was so tired when we got home. Yeah, you took a nap, and I was like, Henry came out this, like, the second you left the room. Henry of course. Came Henry said he's he was like, really tired and he wanted to take a nap. Yeah. And, and I was like, dude, I need help sleeping. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I can't sleep. And then he just sat <laughs> on my lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I took him to the hardware store, had a great time. A big, big Sunday, you know? I had to replace some light bulbs and a chandelier. So all the light bulbs that I had ordered from Amazon were broken. Yeah, that was disappointing. Truly. It was like I was I've never been more sad. You were really sad. About light bulbs. You were and really Dory, sad. Dory correctly points out Are these the only people who make them? Bao Ming. And I was like, I don't know. 
because <laughs> they were so cheap. But they were like, it wasn't that they were broken from fact- manufacturing defect. It was that they were broken from being hurled onto our driveway by the Amazon driver. Except. I think. It could have been any, actually at any point. If they had been packed better, then they wouldn't have broken. If they had been in a box, they wouldn't have broken. Right. So like, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. I'm just saying it's an Amazon. It's Amazon's fault. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Thank I agree you. with that. I mean, I was like, where am I going to get a G9 bulb? Turns out the hardware store. <laughs> well, I went to the hardware store and they were they were about um, twelve bucks a piece. Jeez, we we had four bulbs that were out, and I was like, "This is crazy." So I cu- I bought three, <laughs> and I was like, "That'll be enough light." And I made sure to put one over where I'm where I usually am sitting. So. I mean, it is a lot more light. Yeah, I know. Well, I just was like, how is no one else annoyed by the fact that it's now so much dimmer in this room? I was not annoyed. Yeah, I know. That's why I kept turning on those other lights over by the fireplace. Yeah, I know. I kept noticing that those were on. Yeah, because I needed more light. Hmm. In my in my in my fading years, my golden years, mm-hmm. my eyes aren't what they used to be. Mm. I don't have the nocturnal vision. Of, say, a cougar. Do you mean, like, a woman who dates younger men? Or do you mean the animal? No. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they are they have the worst vision cougars, you know? They're too vain to wear their glasses. Mm. The contact slips out, that's it. That's true. I mean, listen, as a cougar myself, I can tell you... My eyes you are have 800 starting. pairs of glasses, and what are you wearing right now? Nothing. Exactly. Well, I need them for distance. I don't need progressives yet. <laughs> but I feel like that day is coming. <laughs> well. Oh, we're an, old, we're an old group of people here. Mm-hmm. Minus Henry, who's not that old. Uh, no, he's not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I would say overall, in the year that we've had the Disney annual pass, we... Dory says broke even. I say probably spent more, a little more than we would have. Yep. She's correct that we wouldn't have gone as much, which I really hadn't even thought about. Just so fascinating. And like, now I see it. Now I see the value to Disney of an annual pass. Right. Of course. Which I kind of, I was like, uh, I didn't, I didn't see it. I was like, what is that? I don't see this. These people come in, they don't spend money, they just go home like we did. But like the reality is we go in. We spend money. We both get we Henry and I get a churro, you get a coffee, then we have whatever the meal is, if it's breakfast or lunch. And then uh and then we're out the door. But like still, that's already like I don't know, sixty bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, it's a racket. They get it. Yeah. It's true. <sighs> anyway, how was your week other than that? You know, it's been okay. It's been I've I you know, I've had some some ideas, no some some breakthroughs on the script, nothing particularly major. Having a real hard time focusing as we all know. Uh time timer you know, hasn't been that helpful lately because I haven't, like, I need a time timer to tell me to use the time timer. You know what I mean? You don't know what I mean. So, yeah, I'm hoping to write, Dory's going away for a few days to go write, and I'm hoping that while she's gone, I can get some writing done. Whatever. Henry and <laughs> Henry thinks he's going to sleep at midnight. Yeah, he's like gone. he's like, Mama's gone. Dita's putting me to sleep. And then yeah. Matt was like, What time do you think you're gonna go to sleep when mama's gone? He's like, twelve. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Okay. If, that, if that's the case, I'm gonna not get anything done. He 
if you like let him stay up as late as he wanted to, I don't think he would last much past seven thirty. No, of course not. Like he is, I agree with that. Beat by the end of the day, he he well, you know, he lives hard. He lives hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought his arms, I mean, I couldn't, like, I walked, I brought him over to the playground. There's a playground inside of Toontown in Disneyland, uh, and inside there's a candy factory that appears to be owned by Pete, I think. I couldn't quite tell. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, these little interactive things for kids to spin. You spin a, a steel sort of wheel. It's, like, probably, like, uh six seven inches in diameter and there and there's there's a decent amount of resistance to it and you spin it and like it moves these like balls around and uh all different colors and they can activate you know you can pretend you're cooking the balls are supposed to be candy so like you can cook them in the oven and then turn the heat up and then they go out and then henry was henry was doing this one that spun them around uh, and use centrifugal force to shoot them down another tube. But he literally did it for 10 straight minutes. And I was like, how are his arms not dead? Uh, <laughs> I really was like, when are you going to oh stop? My In my head, I didn't say it to him. I didn't tell him to stop, but I was like, yeah. And he wouldn't stop until he got all of, until it was empty and there were no balls left. And I didn't think he'd be able to do it, but he did do it. So there you go. <laughs> Then he ran and did the slide, etc. And then he enjoyed walking in the rain. It was raining today at Disneyland. Also, I will say, I don't know if it's NFL playoffs or what, but today Disneyland was was very empty. Not very it empty, wasn't like, empty. It wasn't empty, but it was much lighter. Also, crowd. it was. It was. I mean, I think the rain was because it said it was sold out. So I feel like a lot of people were either trying to like wait out the rain or just like didn't come. That was know. true. When we were when we were leaving, it was actually really coming down finally. Yeah. So yeah, but it was like I mean, there was like space to walk around. It was really nice. Mm. Usually, there's a big choke point over by Pirates of the Caribbean. Over once you sort of exit Adventureland, sort of the Adventureland Frontierland merge point and then in front of pirates and haunted mansion it's usually like arm like shoulder to shoulder people always mm-hmm. um and today i took a picture of it and there was like there's so much negative space <laughs> i was so excited i sat in a chair he sat really on a bench was by he really was excited it was and i was like dory's like go to double do you want to go i was like nope I'm fine just walking around an empty Disneyland. Thank you. <laughs> I they went uh, on they went on Space Mountain. They went on Runaway Railway, got stuck on it. We did get stuck on it and Henry was like <laughs> about to have a panic attack. Like he started crying and we were so close to the end. And in fact, Runaway Railway breaks down all the time. And I was like, Oh, we made it. Like we made it to the end. And then it stopped and the lights came on. And he was like, I don't like this. Like he was getting very agitated. And I told him to count the leaves on the um, on the tree in front of us. And that calmed mm-hmm. him down. <laughs> Interesting. So it's pretty, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a lot of the trackless ride systems, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Be- it's the trackless ride systems. I know on like Rise of the Resistance, it breaks down all the time because there's so many different ride functions. Meaning, like there's oh, like a motion uh-huh. simulator. There's mm-hmm. a there's a drop. There's a it's on a you're on a trackless vehicle. Um, there's animatronics. You know, so any one of those things breaks, mm-hmm. you, the ride goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, on say like a you know, like a like a like an omni mover, kind of like a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of thing, or 
I mean, that's a bad example. It's a boat, but like haunted mansion. Those send, those tend to just run all the time. Very little downtime. Right. I don't know. Maybe there's something to these tracks. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining <sighs> us for the Disney portion of the show that was actually at the front of the show today. Yeah. Who knew? If you'd like to participate, if you'd like to participate in the Disney portion of the show, let us know by writing in Dory Matt gmail.com matt and dory at gmail.com leave a voicemail 416-413 wait force it wait say it i don't remember 413-461 baby great that would be the number if you wanted to leave a voicemail uh do so we'll play it on the show uh otherwise uh, stick around we'll be right back brb ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right, we are back. Um, last week we heard from a listener named Libby who was debating whether she should choose the sex of her second child, presumably like with, with, you know, choose the sex of the embryo because she hadn't done that for the first. And she thought she was wondering if it was fair to do that for the second, if she hadn't done it for the first. So we got some responses. Um, all right. My husband and I did this and we have no regrets. We participated in a clinical trial. So the gender of our embryos was not initially disclosed. 
After our first transfer failed, we were given that information, but decided to go with the most viable embryo regardless of sex. This transfer resulted in our daughter, who will be four in April. We had always imagined having at least one of each, a daughter and a son, so when we decided it was time to transfer another embryo, we discussed whether or not we should choose this time around. We, un- we ultimately decided, why the hell not? So much of trying to conceive while struggling with infertility is out of your control. Why not have this one thing where you get to make a decision that is 100% within it? We were extremely fortunate to have a second successful transfer that resulted in our son, who will be turning two next month. I agree with Dory that she is overthinking it, and in the end, the question of fairness will more than likely never be something that is questioned, because regardless of whether or not you chose the sex of your child, what you did choose was to do this extraordinary thing that tested the limits of your mind, body, and soul to bring them into existence. Like I said, zero regrets, and I would make the same choice again. In fact, we still have a few embryos left, and while we are on the fence about a third child, we are about 90% sure that we would choose the sex and which one it would be. Wishing her all the best in whatever she decides to do. Sierra in 1900 square feet in Pennsylvania, one husband, two science babies, four and two years old, one 95 pound golden retriever, maybe half a dozen hot dogs so far in 2024, two TVs, 55 inch and 32 inch. Mm. Two 55s and a 32. Okay. No. One fifty-five and a thirty-two. It's no longer reasonable. <laughs> Get another TV. Come on. Um, thank you, Sierra, for this perspective. Um, Matt, we have a voicemail on this topic. Are you ready to play it? You know what? I wish I was ready to play it, but I'm currently not ready to play it. But while I discuss how I'm not ready to play it, hopefully when I'm finished talking, I'll be ready to play it. However, I can also just read it takes this a little longer. What? I can read this next little thing while you're getting it ready. Wow. Because um, we got a voicemail from a listener who said she and her husband did not do sex selection because they felt uncomfortable kind of like playing God and they got to find out in the same way that non-IVF people do with the NIPT test. Um, the voicemail was just very long and so... I decided to just sort of summarize it. I just wanted to mention this point of view. I mean, isn't that the most fun thing about IVF, playing God? No? Am I crazy? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like God was playing me when well, we did IVF. You're not, you're not wrong. I feel like the um, CFP parking attendants were playing us. Oh God. I mean, it wasn't their fault, but. <sighs> okay. What okay. are we, what's, what's first here? Uh, gender selection is first. Uh, I see sex selection. I'm oh yeah. I called it sex one. selection, even though they refer to it as gender selection. I believe sex, sex selection, selection is the uh, correct quote unquote term. Um, but anyway. Look, I, I you go with gender selection. You're not always going to hit the target, guys. You know, whatever you're targeting, whatever. Okay, close, no cigar. Hey, guys, this is Amy from Boston again. Um, I wanted to call it Pause the Pod uh, to respond to the last, um, to two of your uh, listeners that called in. Uh, so the first one was about picking the gender of the embryo. Um I wanted to share my experience that I actually was in a similar spot as the listener. I had picked my first. Hang on, guys. Let me clean this up. There's a little static hiss that's happening. Um, it also I, sounded kind of soft. Yeah, I agree. I'm, 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 I'm futzing with everything right now. Mm. And let's see what this did. Um, which was a girl. And I got lucky, it worked the first time, and I got my beautiful girl that's just a little bit younger than Henry, or older than Henry. And um, then I actually had three embryos left, a girl and two boys, so I got two and two of each the first time, and was on the the same dilemma as a listener, you know, do I pick, do I not, like, you know, um, do I have a boy or girl, whatever. But... As it turns out, all three of those embryos failed. Um, none of them worked. Um, the girl that I, I wanted two girls, I tried that, didn't work, and I was like, it doesn't matter, I'll just do one of the boy embryos. They all failed. 
So um, I ended up doing another retrieval, only getting one normal embryo, and that became my son. But I guess moral of the story is it doesn't really matter sometimes. And I'm with um, Dory on this. I completely agree with Dory. Um, it doesn't matter now that I'm, like, months away from pregnancy um, and have these two great kids. Um, and you never know, like, with your body, you know, um, it just may or may not work. So don't, don't like, don't overthink it. Uh, Dory's like, just don't overthink it. Um, and then with the second uh, listener with natural versus medicated, um, I did natural for my first. It worked great. But then, like I just said, the last, um, the next three uh, natural cycles that we attempted all failed. Um, and so then I ended up switching um, with the next retrieval to medicated, and it worked. Um, but I do have a lot of experience with mock transfers. That was one of the best things that I did to make um, make sure that not that you can never make sure, but that it did it did eventually stick. Um, so I do always advise friends that are in this position to talk to their doctors about doing a mock transfer um, just to see if um, your body is like ready to accept that embryo. I know most doctors won't do it. If you had one successful one, they'll just say, oh, it'll work the next time, but it didn't for me. So anyway, um, that's just something that I, I advise people to talk to the doctors about. Um, just, uh, I think, Dory, you did one as well. Um, it just kind of helps uh, maybe see um, where everything is in terms of uh, your body and um, are you able to accept that embryo. All right. Um, I've talked to you guys a million times, so you know my stats, live in Newton. Um, and I'm vegetarian, so we don't eat hot dogs, and we have three TVs that work. Um, <laughs> three TVs that work. Three TVs that work. That's the way to describe a television. I don't know how big they are. But doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, guess what? They work. They work. Um, thank you for this perspective. We did get one more email about this from Rebecca. Um, I agree with Dory. Don't overthink it. Just do what you want to do. My oldest child was made from IVF where we did not do any sort of testing on the embryos because we didn't have enough embryos to send them off. This was back in the day of fresh transfers and taking what you could get. My second child was made with a donor egg and therefore we had tons of embryos that were genetically tested and we figured, hey, we already have a girl. Let's go for a boy this time. I flat out asked my oldest how she felt about that. And her response was, well, I think I would have preferred a sister. To be fair, her little brother had just been the little brotheriest little brother right before I'd asked the question. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think she feels slighted in any way that we were surprised by her gender, but chose my son. On a slightly different note, I wanted to let y'all know about a battle I've been fighting with a fertility clinic and maybe put out the subsequent labs post donor egg cycle signal question mark. <laughs> So that donor egg cycle I mentioned earlier resulted in five remaining embryos, all girls, by the way, that we've decided to donate to another couple. Two of the embryos were adopted in November. When they were selected, my husband had to do a series of blood work and a physical to qualify him as a donor under FDA guidelines. Kind of silly, if you ask me, since these embryos were made six and a half years ago, but whatever. I just chalked it up to another way government officials try to have control over something they know nothing about. Whatever. Let it be. Well, fast forward to two weeks ago, my friend is adopting the remaining three embryos. We are super excited about this and can't wait to see what comes of it. But her clinic has been insisting that A, my husband has to repeat the same labs and physical he did just two months ago. B, we both have to register as patients at their clinic. And C, this is the real kicker. I also have to complete the FDA labs and physical. Remember, these embryos were made with a donor egg. My blood work, medical history, genetic makeup, et cetera, has <laughs> absolutely no impact on these embryos. They claim it is because I'm sexually intimate with the sperm donor who donated his sperm to these embryos what? six and a half years ago. I'm wondering what they would do if we claimed to be swingers now. It may make their Alabama heads roll. What really sends <laughs> up a red flag is that they are charging $500, per person, $500 per person for lab work. So my husband, myself, my friend, and her husband are all required to have blood work done. I just think it's ridiculous and I'm insistent. I am insistent on fighting it for her. I've shared direct links to the FDA website where it cites what is required in situations like ours. I've even emailed the FDA directly and forwarded their response where they cited the same areas of their website I found on my own. I even emailed the nurse from the clinic where we did our donor cycle and forwarded her reply in which she stated that they would not require any of this and that my friend is welcome to be a patient out there. 
thought it was a nice touch. Anyway, I guess I'm wondering <laughs> if any other eggheads have donated embryos and what was required of them in regards to labs, et cetera. Specifically, if anyone has donated an embryo made with a donor egg. I'm just curious if anyone is if anyone else has dealt with this and how they handle it. In the meantime, I'll keep fighting the fight. Thanks, y'all. Rebecca. 1,750 square feet in Birmingham, Alabama, two kids, one large dog, and a husband who currently lives in another state most of the time. Oh. Mm. I'm intrigued. Just kidding. <laughs> tell us. Tell us how. <laughs> she took the words out of my mouth, actually. <laughs> Three TVs. One is never used. No clue what size they are. No hot dogs yet in 2024. <laughs> Thank you for, for participating in our informal survey um this is a bunch of bullshit rebecca and yet i feel like in the end you're gonna just have to do it <laughs> i 100 agree so the the mental anguish you're causing yourself currently fighting this thing let's you know you could save yourself that by just kowtowing to their their rules they're arbitrary extortionist ridiculous rules i'm with you on this that this is absolutely ridiculous it feels like a money grab slash maybe they're just like fully covering they're trying to like cover their asses for some reason um and I i didn't think about the money grab aspect of it really she mentioned this she said what yeah. really sends up a red flag is that they're charging $500 per person for lab work. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, like, oh, they can get another $1,000 out of these people? Okay. Although, like, fertility clinic makes so much money that 500 I don't know. $8 for parking. Just $8. <laughs> right, that's true. Um, yeah, but, like, I'm, I was, like, tired. I got tired as I was, like, reading this, just thinking of all the fighting you were, you'd have to do and all the frustration that's going to happen from this. And that's like, I know that's like a defeatist attitude and hopefully by now they've like agreed and I'm totally wrong. But like, I think at this point I would just be like, okay, whatever. Like the, just another, another indignity of doing fucking IVF. It's just all bullshit. <laughs> Uh, well said. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I mean, I get it. Totally. Like, you're talking to the king of getting annoyed by doctors charging more money for things. Of course. Yes. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it makes, and I agree with you, it makes no sense. Why should, if anything, they should track down the egg donor and make her do labs. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make sense for you to do labs. That makes no sense. Mm, it does, because they, they they probably put a dollar hold on your credit card, and because it worked, they were like, <laughs> you need labs. <clears throat> oh, my right. gosh. Yeah. All right. Let's take another break. And Yeah? Yeah. Already? This thing's flying by, guys. I know. When it rains, it pours. You know what I'm saying? What? It doesn't make sense. We'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, we are back. Hi. Um, I think I only put, because these were both from last week, I think I only put one of these in the new folder, so you can just play the one that I put in. It's called Accountability. Oh, my God. That's my what? least favorite topic. <laughs> I need to be accountable to people. Uh. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Sam in Pasadena. 
Um, I'm calling with an accountability partner tip, uh, probably mostly for Matt, but mm-hmm. really for everyone. Uh, it's a service called Focusmate. It's a website and you sign up for um, either for working sessions for an accountability buddy. So you can sign up for a 25 minute working session or 50 minutes or 75 minutes. Um, and you schedule a time, you can schedule it as little as one minute before. Um, otherwise just at every 15 minutes, there's a new session starting. Uh And when your session starts, it sounds awkward, but you are randomly assigned to like a FaceTime or a zoom camera window with another real live human being who also has stuff they want to get dur- done mm. during that time frame, And you verbally share with each other, okay, during this 25 minutes, I am going to get out two specific emails. And then the other person tells you what they're going to do. Then you both go on mute. You leave the other person's screen up so that you're like accountable to each other, wow. um, that you're actually staying on task. Uh, and then you work. And then a timer goes off at the end of the time period. You verbally report out to each other and you get a five or 10 minute break. It (laughs) sounds so goofy, but I love it. It has radically changed my working from home productivity. I'm so happy I found it. You get to see people all over the world. I literally sign up a minute before. I ha- like have no ability to prepare or plan effectively, but I never regret it when I do it because I focus the entire time. So uh, if you're looking for an accountability buddy, definitely recommend Focusmate. Mm-hmm. It's free for three sessions a week, uh, but I actually pay for it because I really like it. Um, it says Sam in Pasadena. I have a four-year-old almost science baby and a two-year-old free sex baby. And um, I called in a long time ago with the California basement. Uh, we are right. still We're in still that, know what California basement you know, 1,000 square foot house with the California basement. But we did build a tough shed in the backyard nice. where my mm. husband uh, has an office. So that has worked out great. It was it's only 120 square feet, but, you know, that's hey. 10% of our house. Tough so, sheds are great. Highly recommend that as well if you have the space. All right. Thanks. Bye. I loved my I loved our tough shed. It was a pretty good shed. And you know, you can get a slightly bigger one and you know, literally you could drywall it and put an air conditioner in there, no problem. Oh yeah. I, I feel like I know people who have done that. I mean, it's such a great thing. You could but you can get ones with windows. I mean, you can get two floor you can get a two story tough shed, honest to God. Yeah, they look like little houses. Yeah. Um, Matt, what do you think about this accountability <laughs> app? Are you going to try it? Do you work I with a stranger? I was kind of on board, and then like when it's like, leave your camera up and make sure you're accountable. I was like, wait, what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Does that sound like something for me? I. I don't know. I like that it exists. What are we going to do, What are we going to do with you? Mm, I don't know. I'm still waiting for you to leave. I mean, if I'd known you were so like jonesing to get rid of me, I would have left for a week. I just am jonesing like there's some accountability there. It feels like you're leaving and you're going to be writing, so I should be here writing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when we did Whole30. Remember that? You reference Whole30 <laughs> all the time. <laughs> because it's like, it was, I. You was liked so, it because we did it together. Yeah. And I was so strict about it because I felt the, that if I had cheated at all, I would have felt immensely guilty. Interesting. And as a result, I wouldn't even put sugar in my coffee. And that's how I ended up drinking black coffee. Now I drink oh. black coffee. I wonder if that's why I stopped sweetening my coffee. It probably is. Interesting. Never thought about that. Or, I mean, I probably did at some point, but I haven't thought about that in a long time. We did that a long time ago. Yep. Because I don't really, I don't do diets anymore. I know. You've told me. Every time I've asked. Is there an accountability um, Whole30 buddy I could get on that thing, too? Probably. Hey, 
I'm gonna have lunch with no added sugars, no complex carbs, and hey, uh, I have I have a I have something that might light a fire under your ass. What? Why don't we see who finishes their manuscript first? Script oh, or book? Uh, that's, the competition doesn't do anything for me. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I don't... Mm. If you win, I'd be like, yeah, you're better than me. It's fine. And if I won, I'd be like, so? All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of ideas. All right. It's also, like, not my problem, but, it like, it kind of is. It is. It is. It's all of our problems. Exactly. So I resent that it's also my problem. Yeah, I know. Me too. I want your book to be done. Sell it. That's also my problem. See how it feels? It's the same thing. Mm, okay. Mm. Except I work on my book, you know? I stare at the page sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, we also got, remember a couple weeks ago we said we were going to have a living estate sale? Yes. We, yeah. got, we got some emails about this. This really? is from, yes, we did. We got, uh, this is from Devin. Devon? Devin? Hello, Matt and Dory. I had a suggestion for you to consider if or when this estate sale idea comes to fruition. You two have a not insubstantial pod following. I, for example, go back with Matt to Nerdist. And as right. such, a nice Thanks. sized pool of people who are invested in your well-being. I therefore was thinking along the lines that in your desire to remove unneeded slash unwanted things could set aside a group of things available via an online auction house for your supporters to bid on. Matt had mentioned he had some baseball cards, for example, which I, as a fellow collector, might have interest in. I'm sure there are many interesting, <laughs> practical, or fun items that you feel you no longer need that you could now sell to your fans. If this has no appeal to you or may turn into too much work with shipping things, then I hope whatever form this estate sale takes, you reach whatever goal you set. Thank you for the podcast. I mean, Devin in London, Ontario, Canada, 148-inch TV with many hot dogs in a, any given year and a medium-sized basement apartment. Nice. I mean, I'm, there's I can see... Just look behind me, Dodo. There's so many things we can get rid of. I know. I feel like why do, do I have two proton packs? <laughs> <laughs> she actually couldn't. No words came out. She tried to open her mouth, and she's like, "I can't." She can't even. Uh, my so fantasy, like I, my fantasy, is to live in a house with no stuff. I don't disagree with you. So, you know, like I vibe with you on that for sure. But then you buy so much crap, like you can't stop. Get out of here. Why are you so mean? Mm, that's a, that's a good. Your that's stuff's like a, not crap. That's like a gas lady victim-y response. You're yeah, so mean. Your crap. You're so mean. I call your stuff crap. <laughs> that just like shuts down every conversation. I can't even, you know, walk outside the back door without jamming one of your sweaters in the door sill. All that know, stuff is going to be gone. So much stuff. All that stuff is going to be gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She acts like she's the fucking queen of not having a bunch of stuff. But guys, I got news for you. She's got a bunch of stuff. I have a bunch of stuff. You have a shit ton of stuff. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I started sooner. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah, but I started collecting stuff. I collect. I collect. I know. You know what a I collector. mean? I, yes, I that's do know a, what you That's mean. kind of a problem. Yeah, that is the problem. And I'm, you know, honest to God, I'm like, I can't wait to get rid of stuff. I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I know. But in the process of getting rid of stuff, I'm You're buying more stuff, more stuff. yeah. Because I'm like, ooh, I could, what if I turn this into a business of me flipping things? And in order to do that, I need all of these things. <laughs> yes. This is what I always like. Sometimes people are like, oh, does your husband play tennis? And I'm like, no, he plays golf. And then we start talking about that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like our personalities are very different. When he started playing golf, he started buying like he bought like every club 
golf bags, mm-hmm. golf mm-hmm. towels, mm-hmm. golf gloves, golf shoes, like so many things. And he does not understand that I have one racket that I use. I have, I have an old one that I no longer use, but I basically use one racket. I have one bag and one pair of tennis shoes. Yeah. This like does not compute to you. I played tennis with a with a woman who was like you. Like she kept buying all this equipment. She was like, I just love buying all this equipment. Like she, she was just like, yeah, I love it. And I was like, yeah, there's like two kinds of people in this world. There's people who just want to like buy all the equipment for whatever right. they're doing. And then there's people who are like, whatever. I Look, I... I'm a tinkerer too, you know? Yes. So there's there's an element of tinkering with the setup of my bag and what mm-hmm. might work best for me. And there's a real beauty and a joy to putters. I really do like putters. There's a real... And also that's part of the bag that I often will just blame the putter rather than my own putting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it must be the putter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But there's 14 clubs. You know what I mean? There's four, 14. You can take 14 clubs out with you every time you golf. And I'm like, ooh, some days I want to bring a seven wood. And some days I'm like, uh, seven wood is going to fly a little too high here. It's going to be too windy. Let me, you know, bring a three iron, mm. et cetera. Blah, blah, blah. But right. you, you know, I mean, I could see an element of like not only keeping a backup racket with you. But also, maybe have one strung a little looser, tighter, you know? I mean, I actually should have a backup racket. Your old racket should be your backup racket. Yeah. I mean, there's no shoulds about it. I'll just need to get you a bigger tennis bag. That's all. More tennis bags. Let's do it. I love tennis bags. (laughs) You know who makes your tennis bag that I got you? Vessel. Mm Mm-hmm. You know who makes these golf bags behind me? <laughs> Same folks. If wow. you uh, work for Vessel or uh, happen to be the CEO, let me know. Great job. I like your stuff. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Um Yes. Uh, someone just texted us, living estate sale. They are the best. So I guess this is a thing, living it's estate a thing? sale. I mean, I guess it's like a big yard sale. I'm, I mean, right? Like, isn't isn't a living estate sale just a yard sale? Maybe. <sighs> All right. Um, Ariana wrote, hey, folks, I have an idea for your stuff. In the Patreon, start a monthly raffle. Anyone at five or ten bucks a month gets entered, and once a month you can win a thing. I bet there are eggheads who are into guitars and or golf who would join for a chance to get a Matt Meyer golf bag or pedal. You said some stuff might cost a lot to ship, but if you get enough new patrons, maybe it'll be worth it. Anyway, just a thought. (laughs) Much love to you all. Ariana Perry, one dog, one science baby, 1600 square foot house in Quincy, Massachusetts. No hot dogs in 2024. That's very funny. Um, You know, I was, well, uh, hang on. Brain, hang on. My brain's going to catch up here. There's a guy on YouTube who does card breaks, opens up boxes of cards. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can buy into the breaks is to be a patron of his. So you buy in through Patreon. Hmm. And then you're in on the breaks. Like, so there's like this other element <laughs> there's this other hoop like that's why i'll only watch them i'll never buy into a break because there's like there's another hoop interesting you know what i hate what do hoops. you hate matt hoops i don't like hoops <laughs> i don't want jumping through any like the less uh, hoops the better like sure. if, if you're like here, here, here do this thing it's one hoop i'll be like mm, okay but mm. here do this thing it's two hoops no mm. okay all right. Thank well, I'm glad we had this talk. Thank you for talk. being a part of this. I love to share with you, honey. Okay. Uh, Bonnie writes, idea to increase Patreon numbers. Have you considered setting up a feed for Patreons that has no commercials? 
A lot of the podcasts I follow, including the independent ones, do that. For example, Extra Hot Great, which Matt was once a guest on years ago, talking about bar rescue, I think. How do I remember that? Mm. Does that for their Mm. Patreon. Not having to listen to commercials is a perk I will usually pay more to do. In fact, my listening hours to podcasts co-hosted by friends of Matt, How Did This Get Made and Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, has decreased since Stitcher stopped existing and I can't listen to ad-free episodes through Stitcher Premium. I have no idea the amount of work this takes, but hey, maybe Matt can contact Dave from Extra Hot Great and ask for help and then be your guest on a future podcast. Um, all right. That is That would take no... It's no, um, it's like a very light lift. Yeah. Like if that's something people want, I think we're happy to do that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't have a great handle on actually how many people care about no ads. Like the people at Patreon, like I've talked to them about this. They claim that ad-free episodes yeah. don't are are like very low conversion. Like like ad-free episodes are not the thing that that will like get most people to subscribe. Um, I don't know if that varies by podcast or if there's always like a certain, I mean, there's probably like always a certain subset of people for whom that is something that they want to pay for, but it, to them, their data tells them that that is not like the thing, but it's not hard for us to do. Yeah. If you want ad free episodes, let us know. I mean, you'll cut into our revenue on the end side, but whatever. It's already so minimal; doesn't matter. It's true. <laughs> if we get a few more, if we get a few more patrons, it'll make up for it. All right, um, Matt. We have one more uh, voicemail card. Which one is it? Is it? Cards oh, did I put it go. in? Maybe I forgot to put it. Yeah, in. Yeah, I have cards. Oh, you cards did. is here. Okay, great. Yeah. Hey, Mandory. Matt, since you're getting into uh, the trading card game, you might be interested in Jeff Ramsey over at Rooster Teeth's show. It's called The Break Show. It's where he goes through and opens up not only baseball cards, but all sorts of really random trading cards just to see, you know, what he's getting in his pack. <laughs> uh, yeah, thought that would be right up your alley. Talk to you later. That's, uh, by the way, uh, so... I'm just going to infer from that voicemail that that tells me that um, Jack's just opening up cards for himself mm. and people just watch. That's hilarious and fantastic. You're not like charging anybody. You're just sitting there opening cards. Yeah. There is some element of uh, a funny to that that I like. Anyway, thanks mm. so much for caring about the fact that I said that I like cards now. <laughs> Um, things about cards and she'll pretend that she's looked up from her phone but hasn't and then i'll wait i'll go are you gonna look and then she'll begrudgingly look at the thing i'm trying to show her anyway matt matt is so anybody i I, look if anybody wants to talk to me about cards let me know Um, all right. Christine writes, hello, all. Have you watched the new Bluey episodes yet? In Cubby, Bandit says he so needs many. a bigger TV and that 50 inches isn't an acceptable size anymore or something like that. I thought of Matt when I heard that line. Um, yes, we, right. we have watched. The, Matt, that is one of Henry's favorite of the new episodes, the Fort one. I forget what it's called. Um, yeah, also, oh, yeah, <clears throat> go on. I was going to say he's really he's, he's seen the new ones like 12 times already. It's insane. That's true. Um, all right. Uh, also, I have a sh- thought I'll share with you guys. I wish I could shuffle Bluey episodes like I do with music rather than watching in the same order. I'd like to mix it up. Am I onto something? Does this exist? Christine, Wisconsin, we're the high today zero, so we're watching lots of Bluey. I've been asking for this feature forever. I've wanted to do that with Star Trek episodes. I've wanted to do that with, I wanted to be able to create my own playlist, honestly, to go in the order I want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not available currently. And that's annoying. I also had an idea for Netflix back when it had more movies on it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it would have been cool to have like curated collections. Mm. Like, you know, like have Quentin Tarantino's selects and there's like 20 movies there for you to watch. 
Right. And yes. they all have a little a little intro with him. Yeah. And here's why this thing is awesome. <clears throat> and it could be anybody, you know. Maybe throw a John Hamm in there. Who cares? Who cares? Just make it interesting. Get me a Jodie Foster. She's currently in the new True Detective. She could be promoting that, but also showing me her favorite movies. That's true. Hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. Do uh, work for Netflix. Let me know. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we got one last text. Hope all is well. Thinking of you. I feel like I've been on this weird parasocial journey so long that when I don't see a pod, it is like my friend has not texted back and I get concerned. <laughs> um, We've been, I will, I will say this out loud. I'll say the quiet part out loud. We, when there's a Monday holiday, Dory and I are very keen to record on Monday. That's true. Like it seems that like that's our new pattern. Yeah. And uh, so if it's a Monday holiday, federal uh, holiday, just uh, don't worry. It's probably coming out that night. That's true. Yeah. Like it turns our three, it turns, it turns our normally one day weekend into a two day weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we like it just as much as anybody else. <sighs> All right. Um, I had a long voicemail. I have a long voicemail to record, but I get stage fright. So in the meantime, I found an adventurous job prospect. Oscar Meyer is hiring Wienermobile drivers. <laughs> Salary would not even cover the amount of chronically uh, student debt I accrue yearly, but how fun. <laughs> I mean, it's... So it's so, how many do they have? They've got to have more than one, right? They've got to have like, and they don't even call it the Wienermobile anymore, right? They call it the Frankmobile, the Frankmobile. Oh, I don't know. Listen, I only know this from Handyman Hal. When Handyman Hal visited the Oscar Mayer Frankmobile. Oh, sure. Okay. I'm, I'm looking it up. I like how Wienermobile for sale <laughs> is the sign is the thing people are texting. Uh, in let's see, Wienermobile has been used since 1936 to advertise. In 2003, Oscar Myers announced that it, they're renaming the Wienermobile to the Frankmobile to promote a new recipe for its all beef franks. <laughs> that suggested that the name would not be permanent. Oh, and it was changed back in September. So for a little while, it was the Frankmobile, everybody. Wow. For that brief, glistening period of that 2023 brief. when oh, Handyman man. Hal was in that grocery store parking lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. What a time. What a time. If anyone wants to know, currently, uh, it's running on a GMC W Series chassis. With a Pontiac Firebird taillight, a six liter, 306,000 Vortec V8. Uh, what? <laughs> what? I'm talking about with the Wienermobile. What sure, it's made out of, apparently. I know. I know. Um, all right. Well, Matt. Yes. This brings us this. to the point of now the I'm show. I'm on the Wienermobile. Oh, there's a notable incidents oh, page. Okay. Part you know, of the Wikipedia on Wienermobiles. All right. <laughs> we got to wrap it up. Um. Okay. Reminder, you can support us on Patreon. You get up to two bonus episodes per month. If you're interested in ad-free episodes, let us know. We'll we'll probably add that. that's a thing that we can do immediately. Yep. Uh, that's patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And you also get your name read on the podcast each month. Here's and a suggestion to you, Dodo. Yes. In pay on the in the Patreon page, pay, like go to Patreon now and run up. I mean, this is a... Uh, Andy would have done this immediately. Run a poll. Run a poll. <laughs> He's a big fan of polls. Okay, Just well, run a poll in there. I'm not Andy, but I can do that. All right. No, we What's really we, we, we really do have to wrap this up because we're gonna run out of uh we're gonna run out of time. With like the way the ads are 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 in Thanks, the Greta Truitt. Okay, thank you. Uh Haley Tryon. Thank you, Heather Hasky. Hendrick. Ivar and DC's Papa. Jackie G. Jennifer Olson. Jennifer Steele. 
Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manolovich. Joanna Rao. Julia Schulenberg. Julie Schulenberg. Phillips. Uh, Justine Adamick. Kane McCall. Kaylin Campbell. Karen Thickershe. Kat C. Kate. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Katie Jordan. Katie Moylan Shorten. Laura Dodge. Laura Elliott. Lauren Johnston. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay Gish. Linnea Wynn. Lisa NWV. Lisa Travis. Liz P. Lynn N. M. K. Marina Breed. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Mackenzie Erickson. Melinda Phelps. Uh, Melissa. Merrill H. Michael Roth. Mike Zytek. Molly. Mariah Adamick. Nancy. Powell. Nicola Hill. <laughs> Nikki Bossert. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, we everyone. Go. All right. Bye.